to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, Stove Crew Number 4, Numero Cuatro. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with John. John Dennis, I'm from Palm City, Florida. Christina Rowland, also from Palm City, Florida. Mariah Tejada, San Francisco, California. And Sean Smith, crew leader this week. And Mariah is joining us because she is the photographer, slideshow person, VBS craftsperson, and donations (laughs) guru for the week. She's our Swiss Army knife for the week, and so she's jumping in. this week with us here, and we are working in San Pedro, Las Huertas, and Mariah's been here many years. John, this is your second year, but first full week, yeah. and Christina, you're the newbie, the yeah. first first time. Um, tell me some of your first impressions from, from, I don't know if you remember, all the way back to Monday, coming into uh, the center, into the community center there. Um, tell me your thoughts, your first impressions. The center? Yeah. Um, well, from what I envisioned in my head, it was very nice. And I loved how they gave us the tour and the people there were just so, like, giving and appreciative, um... And what they're doing there is really great. You know, the the doctor, they got the clinic, and, um, you know, everything's just really well run there. It's obvious when you walk in that things are laid out really well. And the thing that we noticed, you know, we've been to many projects, we walk in, and there's a calm there. There's a peace there. So many other places, um, nonprofits, there's this chaos and this energy of mm. just yeah ah, i didn't like, feel that at all there it was very well run well-oiled machine yeah yeah uh john your second year coming back um mm-hmm. did you learn something new about corazon de los niños that mm-hmm. you weren't aware of last year yeah you know i didn't really learn much about them last year other than they you know were partners you guys had partnered up with with them this year was nice because there was more of a full immersion into what they do and how they uh, run their organization. And I was really pleasantly surprised, actually, to discover that they uh, really push forward this entrepreneurial, uh, these entrepreneurial programs for these families that they're benefiting. So it's it's not just a Band-Aid. It's not just a patch. It's, it's a long-term upward spiral into uh, almost graduating these families out of mm-hmm. the program so that they can, I mean, flourish, flourish mm-hmm. amongst uh, this, you know, their, 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 you know, their community members and, and become leaders in their community. Even uh, that's some impressions I've, I've had and I'm kind of going beyond your question there, but it, that, that that's related. I mean, I've, it's, I was told we're, we're now on Wednesday and I was told what they were doing, and you know, now that we're on Wednesday and seeing it actually work, and going into these 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 homes and seeing these entrepreneurial activities actually take place, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So I did. I learned a lot. You you were really struck by um, 
the the piggy project, the pig project. <laughs> yeah. um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the pig project, uh, <laughs> where a family receives a couple of pigs. Um, they don't have to pay for them. They're not theirs, but they have to take care of them. And I love that, number one, they're, they're being trained a, a, a skill, whatever, you know, uh, um, whatever they have to do to take care of the, the pigs. They're trained in that. It's it's not... By Purina. By this Purina, is a, this yeah. This is a cooperative. This is not a cooperative. This is a... Um, an association, it's a partnership with, yeah. with Purina. So they, yeah. they train them exactly how to take care of the pigs. They provide the initial food and yeah. a schedule for fattening the pig up and the date to, that the market date they should be ready for. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, and if they fatten them up enough, well, then they get they receive uh, money for that. I mean, it, and if they, you know, they the more they fatten them up, the more, you know, income they receive for, from, for their work. <clears throat> what I love is that that's an opportunity given to somebody, but it's theirs to own. If they don't own it, it's gone. If they own it, it uh, it grows exponentially into a much bigger opportunity that can, I mean, lift them out of poverty and beyond. Uh, and I, I mean, that's just one of the many programs. So I, I love the Pig Project. I loved how that's set up and run. And as an entrepreneur myself, I think, I think it's brilliant. Um, I think it's brilliant. I love seeing these, these projects that are not patch jobs, but they are truly very well thought out. Um, and these members of the community who are in these programs are earning what they're receiving. And, um, it's not a handout. Yeah. They're actually and, earning. Yeah, they're earning what they're receiving, <clears throat> and they're creating a much better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. I love it. The other cool thing about that pig project is that not only do they get money in return for the project, Cotas and Los Ninos get some money as well. That's right. So it goes to them, and they get essentially a microloan because now they have the ability to receive, because they took care, good care of these two pigs, they could receive another four pigs mm-hmm. and this can go on indefinitely if they take care of them then they have the opportunity to receive more to mm-hmm. take care of and mm-hmm. i was sharing with somebody maybe it was the group i can't remember uh last week and i met one of the families that received the pigs last year they built a pen that'll hold <clears throat> the two pigs initially <clears throat> excuse me but then uh, as they saw this project progress over the course of four months is how long it takes to fatten up the pigs, uh, they realized this is a, this could be a great business. And mm-hmm. so they built a pen that can house up to 40 pigs. Like wow. they have one day, they, their vision is, and this, this young couple, he said, this is, this is going to be my new business. Like I know this is going to be my new business. We're investing. He's building these concrete pens uh, little by little. Their pigs come up to market, um, I think, next week. That they'll be selling them, and they'll have the opportunity for another four from the project. But then he said, we're hoping to take that cash that we earned and buy some more ourselves, as many as we possibly can. So that opportunity that's given to someone who has an entrepreneurial desire and skill and... Started with two pigs given to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they earned every bit of what they've received. With yeah. those two pigs and beyond. <laughs> yeah, that's that great. comes with a sense of pride, you know. 
Yeah, it gives them, it does. It gives them, it gives them a sense of pride for Mm -hmm. sure, which is really important, I think, Mm -hmm. especially when you have gringos coming in and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of perception, I think, out there. I, I don't know if it's in the community, but I know in our world that we just go and just give things. It's just, mm-hmm. here's, you know, we're doing, you know, some work to give something. and But it's so much more than that. It's 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 truly changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. Setting them up for success. Yeah. Christina, talk about some of the homes that you visited. This is your first time coming yeah. to a developing country. And... Uh, I know that you had heard some stories from John. What were what was similar and what was different? What surprised you? Honestly, um, the way John described it, I expected worse. Hmm. Um, I expected, I think, the, the corn husks or whatever um, as the walls, and I haven't seen that yet. Not right. saying we won't in the next couple of days. Right. Um, so I was surprised to see that m- most, if not all, the houses these last two days had, had the blocks up. And um, what's the roof? Called? It's called lamina. It's lamina. like a corrugated Some metal walls were roof. Lamina, mm-hmm. But um, the one house that stuck out to me was the one we did today, the first one, where, I mean, I would say it looked immaculate. I mean, this lady had her wood pile in one area with a tarp over it so it didn't get wet. As soon as you walk in, there's like a garden of aloe plants. And, I mean, this nice bicycle. And you could just tell she really had pride in, in um, you know... I don't know the word, but she took care of her things, and she even said that, you know, she takes care of her things. And then to walk into the little room where she cooked was... That was hard to see. And I think you said she had her eyes problems. Yeah, she said that the smoke from all the years has hurt her eyes quite a bit. Yeah, so to be able to give her that stove, you know, we took her out so she could see the smokestack. I was just, like, looking at her, you know, to see, like, well, I don't have to deal with that anymore. And, you know, I know she said she was praying for this moment for a long time, and today we were able to give that to her, so... She was so excited. She was almost trembling. Like she was just so so excited. She was very appreciative. When you were saying the prayer, like every time you were, you were saying the prayer, she's like, "Amen," and you would say more. She'd be like, "Amen." You know, she was just so appreciative. Yeah. Oh, and she watched every bit. Every she was just like a little she kid watching up. every every piece of it go put be put together and just part, yeah, trying to help us with bringing things that we might need. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we were out in the yeah. yard. I don't remember, like, at the very beginning, I think we were, we were talking about something, and I looked over, and she's carrying the block, you know, yeah. <laughs> over to the stove. I was like, no, 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 we, we can do that. Like, we're good yeah. for that. And she, she, you know, not not a young lady, and but she was like, I'm ready. Like, let's yeah. let's go. Let's, uh, <laughs> she was probably really anxious this morning, like, oh, my gosh, they're on their way, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that, that house stood out to me. Um and then her sister after that was almost like completely opposite, you know. They're cooking they're cooking basically out in the open with no roof. And if it should rain, they put the little piece of lamina on top. And, I mean, I'm sure that doesn't even do much. And their clothes are hung right there by where they cook, so their clothes are getting smoky. And I think it's like a family of four or five, and they're sleeping in one room. Um, but I did notice they had like a little bathroom you know, mm-hmm. separate. 
um, with a toilet in there. I didn't get to really look, but I saw they had like a little separate bathroom area, but just completely opposite from that first house. And she had a family. I don't know if the first lady had a family. If, yeah, they, if her, she did, they weren't there. Her but. kids were older, oh, okay. right? They, she only had one child left in school. Um, but she had been in the program for eight years, so this was a concrete block house, which Great, obviously man. the family had progressed through the program. So we haven't seen, you know, some of the, fam- the families when they first come in with, like, cornstalk walls right. and things like that. This lady and her family, her children, had been in the program for eight years, and they still had a couple of rooms, right, that were of the corrugated metal, but mm-hmm. I would say at least half of her house was concrete half. block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as they describe it, they brick by brick, block by block. As soon as they get a little money, they put a little another piece of the wall up or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, and just to, for those, um, just that, that first house that you're talking about Mm -hmm. that room where she cooked in it was a john would you say it was maybe a four foot by six foot yeah if that it was like a walk-in closet if not it was completely sealed a A small walk-in closet yeah yeah Yeah. completely sealed where the smoke Mm -hmm. was going nowhere there was zero ventilation and it was kind of down a hallway too so i had to travel down the hallway so it was, it was really dark in there, I remember, too. You look up, and you're, it's like you're looking at the nighttime sky. There's just black soot up Everywhere. on that. It's just, the walls, the roof. I, I, can't, I actually, in that moment, I, it was truth. I, I looked at her and thought to myself, all right, how old is she? I started, like, looking at you know, just kind of glancing and noticing her facial features to try to guess, play this guessing game of how old she is and how long she's been cooking and under that. The, that ceiling with no ventilation and all those years of that just infiltrating her lungs. I mean, it's just, it, you know, it, it's crazy. It's it's just crazy. I, I saw it last year, seen it this year. It's the same effect. It's, uh, yeah, it's just it's amazing they live in these conditions and not in a good way. That's, it, yeah. Mariah, you have the rare opportunity to look through the lens of a camera to see these families, these houses, these lives, and you take such beautiful pictures. And uh, you should go to our website now as a timeformissions.com and click on the photos tab, and you'll see uh, Mariah's photos and slideshows uh, there. Do you have some moments from the past several weeks? Mariah's been here for uh, almost a month now, right? Uh, Do you have some moments that you've seen? So Mariah, as a photographer, goes out with a crew each day. So she captures moments from each crew, but she's also able to visit a wide variety of the different homes and families, concrete floors and stoves being installed. And she also captures VBS and donations and things like that. But do you have some moments that stand out for you that uh, were memorable that you were privileged to capture on film? Well, I guess it's not film anymore, but through your camera. Um, Yesterday we went into, well, the crew that I was with, we went into a home. Um, And there was this man there, which is very rare to see because often there's not a man in the home or he's at work. 
Right. If there is, he's at work. Um, and so you very rarely, unless they're old, do you see a man in the home. Um, but he was, like, 40. Um, and he was the one that walked. Like, he's the one that met us at the center with all the women. But I've never had that happen before. Like, a man meet us at the center. It's always all the women lined up. So it serve as your guide yeah, to lead back yeah, to the house. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had not realized that it was his name on the paper, um, until later. I thought it was, like, his wife, and he was just, like, walking us to their home. Um, but he ended up, he was a widower. His, like, wife had died three years ago. Um, and I don't know, I just, it's very, I'm always touched by the men that are so involved in their families here, because a lot of them aren't. Um, when you don't really see that. And he was just so excited to the point where he was really intense. <laughs> like, Elba was like, oh, he's very active. <laughs> yeah, because he was just so excited about the stove and, like, wanting to make sure that he had everything for us um, to do his stove. And he wanted to help. And um, they had a very nice home, but the space that the stove was in is very tiny. But um, it was also very sweet because Elba was kind of teaching him how to boil water and because um, he didn't really know how to do that. And so it was it was just Aww. a very, like, it was a very sweet home and experience to be a part of. And I got to cut the hole, which was fun, because I really have not gotten to do a lot of cutting the holes the last couple weeks just because my crews have done it and they wanted to try. And so um, that was that was fun. So that was one of them from this week. How old was he, do you know? Probably 40. To... I mean, he had a son that was, like, 10. He was playing with... Brody, who's a boy that was on the crew, and he's also, he's nine, and so they were playing outside, and then they were watching Tom and Jerry, so he had one son, and then I believe he had some other children, but they lived with, like, other family or something like that. I don't, I didn't really catch the whole thing. It was a very small home, I mean, they had a bedroom, but it was, it was made of blocks, but the hallway was, I mean, like, one of us fit in the hallway, and then that's, like, kind of where the stove was, so. Right. Mm. It's true. Very rare to see men in the homes. We we had one today, which okay. was surprising. And I don't know if they went and got him from work because it was actually a relative. So the two mm-hmm. houses that we did today, uh, there were two sisters. And so the first house, there was no one else at the house, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. It was usually somebody. And we needed to put the, the hat on the top of the chimney so the rain doesn't come down the chimney. And it's really dangerous for us to be climbing on these roofs. So we usually ask for a kid in the family or a neighbor or something. And she kind of panicked. She's like, I don't have anybody. And I'm like, maybe a neighbor? She's like, no, can we just do it later? My husband can do it later. And we're like, we really need to do it now. And she's like, my, my, my son-in-law, maybe my son-in-law. And so... She left for a while, and then yeah. <laughs> he showed up, and he ended up being the father of the second home that we were at, but mm-hmm. it, I get the sense that he was pulled out of something. <laughs> he was busy, but um, but then we found out an interesting thing about him. John, you want to share a little bit about uh, the man of that, of that house, which yeah. we kind of discovered later? Yeah. You yeah. kind of picked up on it without it being told to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, driving back, I just made the comment um, uh, that I think, you know, he was he was a member of a gang or a former member of a gang because I saw some markings and some tattoos that I, you know, 
picked up on and uh, turns out that's true uh, which was noted everyone knew that and it was determined to be absolutely safe and all that good stuff but uh yeah <clears throat> we he's the nicest guys i mean he was so sweet he was kind i felt like he had a really kind heart um it feels to me and it's just my intuition peeking or something but it feels to me as though he's really seeking yes. to live a better life um not just because of the words he said but uh, the softness on his face the kindness that i felt from him you know mm-hmm. but it was really good to see a man there I mean, watching the whole thing with his wife, with his children, uh, just as excited. I mean, thankful as anyone could possibly be. Just multiple thank yous, multiple God bless you, God Mm -hmm. bless your family, thank you so much. um, But yeah, um, I did pick up on on the gang thing. (laughs) Well, and you grew up in some rough neighborhoods, so it was kind of a universal language. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's something you just never, you know, you come, it's like riding a bike, <laughs> you know, you, uh, yeah, you just know it when you see it. Well, I was, <clears throat> I typically don't serve as a translator. Actually, I'm not in the homes very often at all, and it's a rare blessing for me to be, um, to be on a crew, so I was really stretching my Spanish uh, skills, and for the prayer, I said anything you'd like right. us to pray for, and so they, you know, the mom in the house, the lady, she said, "Well, health for our family and our kids, and and for my husband, he will have work. He's a mason, <clears throat> which is <clears throat> day laborer type work, so work is tough." And then she said something I've never heard anybody say: "Would you please pray for my husband to come to church?" And the husband's standing right there. I'm like, does the husband want this to be part of this? I had to ask her. I said, I'm sorry, did did you say you'd like him to come to church? She said, yeah, for him to get closer to the Lord and and to come to church with us as a family. And so I'm kind of looking at him. And uh, I said, is that okay? Can I pray for you with that? And he nodded his head and had a very warm sincere look on his eyes like yes please do and so i did and then afterwards he was like john was saying he was like god bless you all thank you god bless your work god bless your families health john mentioned he was a pilot because their little kid had a little blue angels test pilot t-shirt on and and uh and he said, oh, you're a pilot. He said, God bless you when you travel. He said that because it's a very dangerous job. Yeah. And <laughs> he was just very, I, I, you know, for someone who isn't going to church very often, apparently, he, he said more God bless you than anybody. And it was very sincere, yeah. mm-hmm. very heartfelt. Yeah. And, uh, so. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of these families are in process with, with regards to the you know, uh, program uh, in process of exiting extreme poverty. And so maybe he's in process spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people tell me at this table, they, there's like a month's worth of things that happen in a day. And they, there's so many things they don't want to forget. A lot of people journal. Mm-hmm. Um, m- most people uh, come 
with someone they know or church members, friends, or what have you, and they can share those memories, but it's hard to remember everything. What is one moment that you don't want to forget a year from now? What's something that's happened in the past few days or for Mariah the past few weeks that you just don't want to forget? Anything. I don't want to forget anything. You don't want to forget anything. Um, for me, gosh, there's a few of them, you know. Uh, one in particular, though. Um, and this just kind of represents the whole picture here in Guatemala as a, as a whole. Um, uh, you know, I love putting in the stoves. The moments the families receive them and the smiles, you know, you know, <laughs> pop wide open on their face. I just, like those moments are great. I cherish them and I never want to forget them. But there was one in particular where there was this little boy, must have been five years old. It was during VBS, and you were singing the Mustasa song from Mustard Seed, um, Moving Mountains, and all it has to start with is the Mustard Seed, and it's a really catchy song, and <clears throat> and he was, he had his, you know, part of the song, the dance is you put your, your pointer finger together with your thumb finger as, as though you are indicating visually that it is a tiny thing, it's a tiny little mustard seed. And he had this, he had his fingers touched together, singing this song after you were done. Song's over. (laughs) (laughs) The music's done. No one's dancing, nothing. And he's just going, he's singing, and he's doing the little motion with his hands the size of a mustard seed. And it was, and he was, and he was looking, he was looking around the room to everybody. He was like telling everybody. It wasn't just like he was looking out in the air because it was, I mean, he was like proclaiming it to everybody. (laughs) I'll never forget that moment. I never want to forget that moment. Uh, for me, so far, that's uh, that's a very cherished moment for me. Hmm. Yeah. I love to be with the kids. It's like the stoves are super rewarding, but seeing like the kids light up and just love being there, and they're so sweet, and just seeing their smiles. I don't think they get to do this too often right like at all like vbs yeah yeah very rare if ever you know just to piggyback off that too and um i mean that moment and these moments that you're talking about christina um sum up that these kids can be happy and they are happy in these moments they're happy uh a lot of times it's so easy to come down here and just assume I mean, there's no joy it's just with all the with all the poverty porn, you know, these commercials with sad faces. Won't you mm-hmm. feed this poor soul mm. over in Africa? It's just, but look, kids are kids, and they're gonna have fun, and they, they to give them this joy that is VBS and the games that they don't get to play often because there's not that um, much <laughs> uh, group activity like there is. And for them to be led in a way that uh, inspires them as children enough to <laughs> sing with joy and proclaim things to their friends. And uh, it just as a whole, it sums up that 
uh, there's joy here. There's joy in these children. Mm-hmm. And to come in and just provide even more of it is, is very rewarding. Yeah, I agree. Christina, is there something specific about VBS that's with the kids? That I just love kids, and I love seeing them smile, you know, knowing what they're going home to, basically. I just, you know, seeing the joy in their face and them interacting with their friends, and, you know, I'm holding up the example sign, <laughs> like, they're, they're big beady eyes looking at me, and then, you know, I didn't think of myself this way but they would come up to me and show me their picture and I'd be like oh boy bien and John's like you're like you're their teacher because I was like oh they're all coming up to me and mm-hmm. and showing me they're so proud and he's like well you're like their teacher and I was like oh, I didn't really think of that but I guess I am instructing them on how to do their you know activities crafts. and their crafts so it's just really sweet how proud they are of what they made for the day oh so proud <laughs> one kid made we me were... a picture he drew oh, yesterday yeah. with the birds he uh he colored it and everything, and then he handed it to me, but he didn't take it back, and I didn't know how to say, is this for me in Spanish? So John told me how to say that, and he's like, yeah, it's see. And I was like, oh, thank you. So he drew me a picture, and I'll hang that up in my office mm-hmm. when I get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, we started this with a month happens in a day, and I've been here for a month, so that's a lot of months. That's a lot of months. That's <laughs> um, really hard for me, because, I mean, even just as I'm about starting closer to going home now, I've just been trying to think about, like, the first week, and I'm like, that seems so long ago. Right. Like, it seems so long ago that my brother was here, and that was only, like, a week and a half ago, you know, that they left. Um because so much happens and I've been looking at pictures and I'm like oh that happened um but I think one thing that stuck out that happened the first week um was we went into this woman's home and I knew her from somewhere else I think VBS or something no we were doing VBS I don't know at the center or something like that um and I'd seen her, and so we kind of knew each other, and she'd been at the house previous to that one that we were doing a stove, like, had waited for through two stoves for her stove, because we were all-day stove crew, so we were doing three in the morning. Um, <clears throat> and we were building her stove, and it was a very, like, happy environment, and, like, one of her kids came, and she sold tortillas, so she had this big, like... Um, plancha that they cook the tortillas on in there and she was kind of asking me like do you guys like tortillas and so I kind of where I was going and I was like no 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 like you don't yes we like tortillas but like you don't have to make any for us like that isn't you don't need to do that and she was like no 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 no, no. like it's not an obligation like it's from my heart and I was like okay and I was I'm the, was the only one on my crew that spoke any bit of Spanish that week and so I was I was talking to her a lot and we were joking about things and then she like disappeared and then she was like, come here, come here, come here. She's like, here, wash your hands. And I was like, wait, my crew, she's like, oh, they'll be fine. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so like they're fine. Um, and so I washed my hands and then she like wanted to show me how to make the tortillas. And so she's like, here, she like put dough in my hand. And so we were making the tortillas. And I was like, okay, I, I gotta go back. They're about to cut the hole. Like gotta go make sure. So I went back over there and she's like cooking in the corner and then she like turned on some music and it was like a worship song that I knew in English but it was in uh. Spanish um, and I had and it was a hymn so like not a lot of people know but I had 
some people on my crew that knew it. And so we were singing it in English and she was singing in Spanish. And then she like set up a table and some chairs, like a little plastic table and chairs for us and like had gotten like all these avocados and these tortillas and had like cut them, well not cut them, but had broken them open and then like served as lunch basically. Um, And I don't know, it was just, it was one of those experiences that were so cool. I don't know, she, you know, she served us lunch, and it was just, it was just such a good, such a good stuff, such a good day, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and also just, I was kind of counting in my brain, like, how many stoves this is now, and it's, like, 43 or something. Just this year? <laughs> yeah, just this, like, month, and, and not, not in, like, oh, I've done 43 stuff, no, like, you've been in a 43 homes. Mm-hmm. Forty three families. Forty three families, like, and that's just that's just to like today. You know, there's like the next couple of days, and that's insane. And so honoring that they would allow us, another, the forty three families would let us in, and like allow us into their homes and allow us to be a part of their lives. And you kind of think of it as like oh two day, two day, or like five a day, and you're just like ah. Eh. But forty three families, it's a huge amount of people. I mean, yeah, five. five to eight <laughs> yeah. people in each home, you know, it's, it's yeah. a lot of people. It's a lot of people mm-hmm. that you're interacting with. So. Very kind, generous yeah. people. Yes. It's mm-hmm. incredibly. Well, thank you, Mariah. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh, truly an honor to work side by side with all of you uh, in this kind of work, this kind of project. Um Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> and back and back and back. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, we're so incredibly blessed to be able to work with you. So thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.